Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your Hi, welcome to the very first episode of the Publish Her podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf. I will be hosting this podcast, and I'd like to take this first episode to just kind of bring you up to speed with who I am and what our goal is. So who I am, I am a middle-aged woman, mother of three children, and uh, most importantly, relevant to our audience here, I am an author, I am an author coach, and I am a publisher. I've spent the last almost decade um, working on my own books, and then shortly after I started publishing my own books, I started helping other authors figure out the process themselves. I wrote my first book, Sunshine After the Storm, A Survival Guide for the Grieving Mother, after we experienced a tragedy in which one of our infant daughters passed away at two days old. And that um, experience obviously shaped me tremendously. Um, And she was actually a twin. Her twin sister spent three months in the NICU and came home and is a healthy, a very healthy, beautiful little girl now. So we are very grateful for that. But In those days, months, weeks following our return to a quote-unquote normal life, I was looking for an outlet to share my grief. And I wasn't sure that I wanted the whole world to know what I was uh, sharing, actually, because I had a lot of emotions. I had guilt. I had grief. I had anger. I had disappointment. I had all of these things happening. So I started an anonymous blog. At that point in time, I obviously didn't want to be blogging under my name, Alexa Bigwarf, hence it would not be anonymous, so I chose the name Cat Biggie as my pseudonym. Cat stands for my daughter's name, Catherine, and my last name is Bigwarf, so Cat Biggie seemed like a great name for me, and little did I know that that choice would wind up um, resulting in a publishing company one day. Um, I was sharing my experiences and my stories and talking about twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome and life in the NICU and losing a twin and grief and all of those things, and I started to see how much my words were resonating with people. Um, I found that it became a great resource not only for parents who had experienced something like this, but a secondary audience that actually became the primary audience for a while, and that was people who were looking for ways to help and support other parents when someone that they loved lost a child they wanted to know what they could do and what they could say to help bring comfort so um long story short eventually i decided to pull together some other moms and dads um to to write a book for grieving mothers to write the book that i felt was missing Um, when we went through our experience. So we wrote Sunshine After the Storm, A Survival Guide for the Grieving Mother. And I cannot even begin to express how much putting that together and getting that out into the world was a, it was just a massive um, tool in my healing journey. And so therefore writing to heal has been a large part of my platform and has been something that I have shared with a lot of people over the years, like how you can use writing to be a tool to move you through the hardest 
points in life, and it doesn't have to be the death of a child, uh, as you know, as horrendous as that is. It can be the loss of a job. It can be the loss of another um, loved one. It can be going through cancer or any of those many things. We experience trauma in many different ways in our lives, and writing can be an incredible tool for helping me move through that. And this this um this core element of uh, using your words to have an impact on others, to help others, to bring joy into someone else's life or to help them maneuver a difficult time, to provide encouragement and, and, and support to someone. This has been a core emphasis on everything that I have done since then. So if you're brand new to writing, um, one of the things that you do when you publish a book, if you want to look like a professionally published, self-published author, is you create an imprint. So an imprint is this uh, this name that's associated with publishing a book. If you um, if you buy your ISBN and you do the process like you should do it, um, you'll have the opportunity to create an imprint. And this imprint can basically be anything that you want it to be, as long as it's not something that is trademarked or copyrighted or kind of obvious. I mean, you don't want to try and, and, and start an imprint that's something like Harry Potter books unless you want a lawsuit, um, you know, but you can make it anything that is significant to you. So when I thought about what I wanted the imprint to be on my book and what I wanted that name to be associated with Sunshine After the Storm, the logical answer to me was Cat Biggie Press. At the time, she was guiding her memory was guiding everything that I was doing and moving forward with, you know, at the time had no idea what would come about with this, with this book and with using my words this way. Um, we had no intention of selling the book, so I can't give any great marketing advice on the launch of that first book. I broke all the rules. I wrote and published the book in under four months, um, you know, we did, we, we worked really hard to get it done as well as we could. I made a lot of mistakes. I, I trusted, um, people that I thought knew what they were doing, but in fact, we wound up having to have the cover redesigned. We wound up having to have it reformatted. Um, that was my own mistake because I did it on my own, you know, so there were a lot of learning lessons, but the greatest part about learning lessons is that it gives you the tools to do things better the next time. And guess what? If you are, if you are self-publishing, if you're doing this on your own, you have the opportunity to redo anything. So if you make a mistake, you can go back and revise the book. You can do those things. Not that I'm explaining to you the way to, you know, just throw something out there and then come back and fix it if it's not working because your credibility is at stake here. And, um, you know, nobody wants to have to go back and revise and redo things. So it's always our, our goal to get things done the right way the first time so that you don't have to go through that experience. But along, continuing along with my story here, um, I basically realized that I really enjoyed the process of figuring out all the things of publishing a book. Now, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an author. I thought I was going to be a Danielle Steele, if you will. That's what was pretty popular when I was growing up in the books that I read as a young woman and many books along those lines. And I just, I read, I read voraciously as a child. I read so many different series and authors from the time I was a small child. And the thing that I loved the most about books was getting completely lost in someone else's world, was getting to know other people and 
and join their lives, be a part of their world, be in, be a fly on the wall to all the major events that happened in their lives. And I loved the impact that books had on me, the way they made me feel, the way they helped me ex- escape, the way they helped me imagine new worlds in different places. And I knew from a small child that I wanted to be able to do something like that. But my life went in a different direction. I wound up going into the Air Force. I wound up working in counterterrorism. And, you know, I, I was doing a lot of technical writing. I wrote briefs. I wrote intel reports. I wrote all kinds of things, but I wasn't doing any creative writing. And I hadn't really thought much about creative writing since starting a family and being busy with all of those things. But once I published that first book, the floodgates opened. I was like, oh my gosh, I have returned home. I have found the thing that I want to be doing. And while I still haven't published my first fiction book, although I have literally six of them in the works, um, I, I, I have written multiple nonfiction books. I've co-authored many, many books and, um, and I've helped so many authors through the process. But what happened was, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I found that I loved this process of getting the books prepared and ready for publication and doing all the things. And at the time, I was also writing a lot about parenting because I had three small children at the time. And I'd connected with another blogger, Carrie Rivera, and she and I had so many similar views. And we just had a very similar outlook on parenting. And she also has three children. And, and we decided that we wanted to co-author a book for my moms. Um, So we wrote a book called Lose the Cape, Realities for uh, Busy Modern Moms and Strategies to Survive. And again, the process was awesome. I loved doing the research. I loved putting, writing my chapters. I loved, you know, doing all the things along the way to produce the book and we published it. So that was my second book. And about that time, people started taking notice and also other moms in the grieving, in the grief community had become familiar with Sunshine After the Storm because we did give it away to so many people and we put it out there in so many ways um, for it to be available to the moms who needed it at no cost. Um, so I had a woman named Natalie reach out to me who was also writing a book for grieving parents. And she asked if I could help her do the things that she didn't want to try and figure out, like formatting her book, like preparing it for publication and all of those things. So a business was naturally born. And I learned so much with working with Natalie. Um, I really, really, really learned a lot more than I had learned on my own books as well and what it was like to you know, do other, other people's projects for them. And, you know, that book led to other projects. And eventually I just wound up with a bunch of people um, referring people to me after they had worked with me. And and, I, and, and our business, Write, Publish, Sell, was born. Um, throughout that process, we have really, really tried to become educated on the publishing process. I've listened to tons of podcasts. I joined organizations, um, the independent Book Publishers Association, Ally, which is the Alliance for Independent Authors, the Authors Guild. I even joined the American Library Association. I joined the American Booksellers Association. Um, I volunteered to be on the advocacy committee for the Independent Book Publishers Association for three years. And through all of these different things, through conferences, through attending booksellers conferences and all of those things, I've 
I've just really spent the time trying to know and understand this industry well. And throughout that entire time, we've been sharing everything that we've been learning with our audiences. Somewhere along the way, I decided that I wanted to um, start a conference. So when I got into the first conference, I will admit, I thought that it was a great business opportunity. And I was looking at it from the perspective of how I could grow my business. But I also really wanted to bring forth great content to people, interview other people. And I tell you what, I learned so much from learning, uh, from interviewing all these other industry experts. So six years later, we are still running an annual conference. It was rebranded four years ago to the Women in Publishing Summit. And the reason I chose to go with the name the Women in Publishing Summit was because I was attending other people's conferences for writers as well. And I found there was a major lack of women being um, in the lineup of speakers and presenters. So I wanted to fix that. I I knew from all the authors that I'd been working with and all the people that I had been um, learning from and being mentored by that there were a lot of women in the industry who were doing amazing, amazing things and really, you know, moving the industry forward and creating opportunities. And I wanted the opportunity to showcase them, to celebrate them, but also to have our audience learn from them Um, because it can be a, a lonely route to you know, decide you want to write and publish books, but it can also be a scary route because there are a lot of people out there telling a lot of things and some of those things are not always accurate. Do I know everything? Absolutely not. So I want to be very upfront and very transparent with the fact that we're continuously learning things and things change. We might have Amazon ads nailed down one day and then they change up the back end of their system or change up the algorithm or anything. And it's like starting from scratch. So, um, and same with, you know, so many different elements of the industry. But also, if you're publishing a book, even if you're a self-published author, it should be a main goal of yours to want to come out the gates swinging as if you are published by one of the major five publishers. You want to look like their books. You want to, you know, if it, what's the, what's the fun expression? If it, if it, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. Well, that's kind of where we're going with as well. We want authors to have the opportunity to look as professional as possible so that they can be as competitive as possible with traditionally published books. Now, I'm not going to um, try and blow smoke. It is a harder journey as, as an indie author in many, many categories. Um, and, and there are some things that have made it easier for us along the way, but there are definitely some things that make it harder as well as we're going through this process. Um, if you are writing your first book, I want to set super realistic expectations that the likelihood of you coming out the gate as a bestseller are very, very, very slim, especially if you haven't done the legwork and the preparation and the audience building and the lead in marketing and all of those types of things. However, the cool thing is, is that if you're willing to stick with it, if you're willing to consider this as the long game and do consistent actions over and over and over, you can see a great deal of success and book sales. And we see this happen all the time. Millionaires, Probably not until you have many, many books under your belt um, or, you know, if you just have a lucky break. But there can still be a lot of success without that being your major success marker. 
So, well, let's see. Where do I want to pick up with the story there? So we started doing the Women in Publishing Summit. We've continued interviewing tons and tons of people. We've continued growing our business. We wound up expanding Cat Biggie Press um, and creating a children's book imprint called Purple Butterfly Press because I had so many children's book authors who were reaching out and wanted help and support. So I figured I needed to learn that industry. So I did, and that has been an incredible journey. And then we're dipping our toes into the traditional world with Chrysalis Press, my newest imprint. And we currently have one book and one author. And you know what? Um, running a traditional publishing house with a brand new author is is a hard job. It's a really hard job. So we're working on that and trying to see where we can gain um, you know, any traction possible and seeing how that will go for us. But the cool thing is it's continuous learning. And as I learn, I want to share with that. So I don't intend on this being a super long episode. In general, you're probably going to get episodes that will vary between 20 minutes to an hour long, depending on uh, the interviews, who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, all those things. Uh, in the beginning of this p- um, podcast, there are going to be a lot of older interviews that we have done over the years through our summit. And that is for two reasons. One, so that we can get this podcast kicked off with a bang and have plenty of episodes for you to binge if you want to just learn all you can learn right out the gate. But also because some of these interviews were just so good that it's definitely worth bringing them back into the world for people to hear them. Again, if you if you weren't part of the original conferences or didn't know about us until 2020 when we started the conferences in 2016, wait, that can't that doesn't add up, right? Um <laughs> there's how can there be 6 years if we started 4 years ago? Anyway, math is not my strong point. Um, <laughs> so, the point is that we are um just thrilled to bring you resources and tools to help support you along the way. While it is called the Publish Her Podcast because I am a woman and I work a lot with women and and, and uh, people who identify as female, I, um, I, I want to provide the resources and the support and all of those things and make sure that the encouragement is there. But if you're a dude, we welcome you to learn as well. I will have males interviewed on this podcast because guess what? There are a lot of men doing cool things too and running cool um, uh, companies like Dave Chesson of um, of Kindle, of Publisher Rocket now, Kindlepreneur. Um, so much greatness from that man and I want to make sure that you get access to those resources as well. So you will definitely hear from men in this podcast. Um, But we do like to keep the emphasis on women because that's what we know. And you know how it goes. When you know something well, you do that. Um, But also just because, you know, it's what we like to do too. So that being said, um, what you need to know about me is I am not a perfectionist. I have made many mistakes. I do like to be professional though, and I don't like to mess things up. And I certainly don't like the embarrassment that comes along with messing things up. However, I was just born naturally a person who is spontaneous and loves to take action. And sometimes I take action before I am ready to take action. But the good news for you guys is that means I have made many mistakes that I can share with you so that you hopefully don't make those same mistakes. Okay, 
So that's the intro. That's who I am. I'm super excited to bring this podcast to you. I'm super excited to bring these resources and these wonderful interviews and these wonderful people. I do want you to know that um, we have the Women in Publishing Summit operates all year round. So um, even though the conference runs every March, the first week of March, and we chose March because it's International Women's History Month, we have webinars every single month throughout the year, and we have um, free webinars, and we have paid training events all the time as well. So please head on over to the womeninpublishingsummit.com website so that you can make sure that you are registered. Um, we have an events tab where you can look at all of our upcoming workshops and um, webinars and just, you know, really really dig in and um, take advantage of all of our resources. We also have a YouTube channel that is branded under my Right Published Cell company, and I'm probably going to leave it that way because it's growing, so why mess with a good thing? Um, but we also put uh, um, Women in Publishing Summit interviews and webinars on there as well. And you can find that just by going to youtube.com forward slash Right Published Cell. Of course, we have a free Facebook group on um, Facebook. Right Publish Cell is the name of the group. And um, our website for Right Publish Cell is rightpublishcell.com. So lots of ways for people to get information. No matter how you like to consume it, we have something for you. And um, I really hope that you will enjoy this, this uh, podcast and that you'll want to come back week after week as we release new content. If you are here at the launch of the podcast, yay, you're going to get a whole bunch of episodes all at once. So enjoy. If you need any help or have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, you can go to womeninpublishingsummit.com or you can find us in the Facebook group at Write, Publish, Sell. Join us over there. We are happy to answer questions. We have a great community of people that are very engaged and supportive of each other. And lots of lots of people in the industry are in that group who are also happy to answer questions. Once again, I'm Alexa Bigwarf. I'm so happy to introduce you to our new podcast, the Publish Her Podcast, and can't wait to grow a relationship with you and um, provide as much information as we can to help you in your publishing book writing, book marketing, book launching, book production, book everything you want to talk about, we'll talk about, plus probably a lot of mindset, a lot of um, a lot of fun topics like that, a lot of how we're balancing life and careers and writing and, you know, the ups and downs, encouragement and support. And um, we are just excited if you can't tell that already. All right. Have a wonderful day and thanks for joining us on our podcast. Don't forget if you are to subscribe to us on whatever channel you consume your podcasts. And um, after you've listened to a couple episodes, if you love it, I hope that you'll leave us some reviews because guess what? Reviews help other people find our podcast too. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.